Welcome to episode number 35 of the Raw Food Podcast. I am your host, Laura Jane, the Rotarian. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about sprouting. And predominantly, we're going to be talking about just how to use very basic equipment like mason jars that you're just going to put in your kitchen and make some fresh and very affordable sprouts to enjoy on your salads and in your raw wraps and even as little garnishes on a raw soup. So stay tuned and I will be back with you shortly talking about sprouts. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Raw Food Podcast. I want to start out by thanking Tony in New York for suggesting this excellent idea to chat about on a podcast. And I do feel like I am ready to talk to you about sprouting. As you probably know, I have been a raw vegan since 2009. And when I began, I had to keep things extremely simple just because of all the stuff that was going on in my life and we were renovating our home at the time and I was busy and our kitchen was sometimes not accessible. So for many years I tried to keep things super simple and I still really do adhere to that mindset and frame of mind but at the same time I am learning more about things that I can I feel like I can handle and sprouting is something that is so easy and I know you can roll your eyes at me because when you have a lot of time and a, you know, beautiful house and everything is perfect, of course, sprouting is easy. But when things are crazy, if you have young kids and life is so busy, sometimes these things are a little hard to manage. But what I will say is if you have enough money to get a mason jar, which or even use like an old spaghetti sauce jar, a big jar with a lid and you can get some seeds from your local health food store that's where I get mine and they're very inexpensive so like I think for seven dollars you could sprout seven dollars and maybe even when you're started like for me it takes literally minutes I barely have to think about it at all but let's say you know seven dollars and ten minutes a day for four days then you can do this All right, so of course, when I talk about sprouting, I am talking about how you, in your kitchen, you're kind of growing some sprouts like alfalfa sprouts or clover. And definitely there are many sprouting machines and contraptions that you could buy for multiple hundreds of dollars, but I thought about it and I don't mind spending money on on that. Actually, we definitely talked about buying a sprouter, but... I love sprouting in mason jars. It's so easy. It's so simple. And so I just continued to do it that way. So what I'm going to... Okay, first of all, why would you want to sprout? I don't know about you, but when I buy sprouts at the grocery store, particularly alfalfa sprouts, they're really colorless and they go bad really quickly and they're just not very appealing to me at all. Although I, I love sprouts. But when you make them at home, they're very easy and you can, they're way cheaper and you can make them whenever you want and they're really easy. And once 
you get the hang of sprouting. It's like anything, you know, when you, if you first made a smoothie, you were all nervous and you had to like really think about it and measure out all your ingredients. But if you've been doing smoothies for a while and you're in the groove, you know how, you know, it's like learning anything. It seems very complicated with many steps at first, but once you get into the groove, it's super easy. So first I'm going to talk a little bit about sprouting seeds. So when we sprout these seeds, what we're trying to accomplish really is just to get these teeny tiny seeds about the size of, you know, a poppy seed to grow nice little green tails. And then we're just going to eat the sprouts and use them like a green. Particularly, I love to put mine on a salad and I like to eat them in large quantities. I don't use them as greens in my smoothie. Um, to me, I just think it would take too many sprouts to really make a difference in my smoothie. But I mean, you could do that. But for me, particularly, I love to have them on rock crackers as my green or on salads or even, as I mentioned in the intro, on soups as a garnish and a nice sort of additional flavor. So really all we're doing is growing green long little sprouts so that we can eat them (laughs) and there's many different types of seeds that you can sprout like alfalfa clover um, radish seeds i've done quinoa you can sprout i have tried to sprout chia seeds but because they're so gelatinous i have not really had success with that so i would not try to start with chia seeds If you've never sprouted before, I suggest using alfalfa seeds. They're probably the easiest and I find they have the best flavor and they're definitely the ones I like the best. And I've tried many different mixes and I just keep going back to alfalfa. I love the flavor. So in order to do this, really here's the basic concept. When you buy them at the health food store, the sprouts are totally dry and they're just sitting there happy as can be. But think about a sprout. A sprout is a seed and it wants to grow. But how does it know when to grow? You know, if you're going to, how does it know when to start growing? And the first process of that is it needs to be wet in order to germinate, which basically just means like to start trying to grow. And so of course, what we need to do first is just get our mason jar. So that's just a glass jar. People use them for canning and whatnot. So you get a pretty large glass jar. And for in terms of size, like kind of if you were to order a large smoothie at a, a smoothie joint, then it would fill about the same size. I'm not, it's probably like four cups or something like that. So you get a large jar You put a couple of tablespoons of the dry seed in the jar and then you just cover the seeds with water. And the reason that you're doing that is so that the seeds will start to get wet and start to get the message that they need to grow. But these seeds are not fish. They do not, they can't completely grow in water. So we need to give them the message that they're going to it's safe to start growing and that's by getting them wet totally wet and soaking wet in cold water or like lukewarm to cold water for about eight hours so that's why we're soaking them is to let them know that they're ready 
to grow. But then, as I mentioned, they're not fish, so we need to drain off that water. And the easiest way to do this is, and if you sort of Google this or look on my website, it'll be easier to envision, but just put a little bit of cheesecloth or old muslin or some sort of material that will help you to strain out the water while keeping the seeds in. But the basic concept is you're going to soak them for about eight hours and then you're going to drain off the water and let them kind of sit there and they're wet, but they're not swimming in water. And then you're just going to kind of let them do their thing. And I like to tip my mason jar upside down and kind of put it in a big bowl to catch any drips that come out after I've drained most of the water out and then you just kind of keep them moist as though it was a garden so you kind of like water them a little bit and then drain out the water again every day and of course if you look online you can see really specific steps about what you did what you should do and I encourage you to do that but the basic idea is what you're just trying to help happen is with the little steps that you're following is let them know they're ready to grow by giving them a good soak and then keep them watered and let them drain so they don't get you know waterlogged and then you'll notice very quickly that little tails will start to grow out of them and they'll start to grow seeds Now, another tip that I don't actually see people talking a lot about with regards to growing sprouts is once you've kind of let them know they're ready, so you soaked them for about eight hours or even up to 24 hours is fine. It's actually good when you've got them upside down and draining to just throw a tea towel or something over your jar because remember, we're trying to let them know that they're in their natural environment and they what that would normally be happening is they'd be in earth and they'd be growing and they actually love to be in darkness. So I do this all on my kitchen counter, but they don't need sunlight. And in fact, they'll actually grow faster if you put them, like I said, like with a tea towel or something over the jar to keep them in the darkness. Because what is a sprout trying to do when it grows? It's trying to grow through the earth fast to seek the sun. So if If it thinks it's in the dark, it will keep looking for the sunshine, so it will grow faster. And that's not just an old wives' tale. I totally have seen the difference between doing them in full sun versus with it, you know, in a dark place. So dark is best, for sure. So I definitely think that you should try that with alfalfa sprouts. And I would say I should probably write a little article or something on my website. So if you go to therawtarian.com slash sprouts, I will have a little tutorial there that you can check out for yourself. But ultimately, it's super easy, and that's the gist of it. And no matter what sprout or even bean that you're trying to, you know, grow, it's the same process. Again, you're just trying to mimic, you're trying to make them think they're in the garden. So that's basically how it works. So that's a little bit about sprouting seeds. Now, when we're eating a fully raw lifestyle, we can definitely have a desire for some heartier foods. And of course, we get a lot of that from nuts. But sometimes you may want to eat more beans. And so there has been a lot of talk about sprouting beans. And I just wanted to touch on this briefly. So beans. Some of the main 
beans that come to mind would be like garbanzo beans, which are also called chickpeas, and black beans and kidney beans and oh my gosh, there's so many types of beans. And some raw foodists will talk about sprouting beans. And I have, first of all, some beans need to be cooked to get rid of their toxicity. Like black beans should never be eaten, you know, raw or even sprouted. They will make you feel really sick and ill because there's some toxins in it. So beans, I personally feel they are really not meant to be eaten in a raw state. I've definitely read a lot about chickpeas, aka garbanzo beans, and I have sprouted those myself and they will sprout. And I've, they, of course, because they're larger than the teeny tiny alfalfa sprouts, beans take a lot longer time to sprout. And frankly, I forget how many days it took my garbanzo beans to look like they would be edible. Maybe like four days. They definitely sprouted and they were living. But I found them so starchy. And I have an iron stomach. I could eat anything. I am, my stomach is the bomb. But I found, I love to cook chickpeas, you know, before I went raw. Um, But I have sprouted chickpeas. And I really felt that they did not taste good. They're just way too starchy. And to me, they tasted... Um, I just knew that they were bad for me. And I, so I, I ate them on some salads and I wanted to love them because I used to love chickpeas and I love something hearty to put on my salad, you know, but they will sprout. And I'm not going to say that you, I'm not going to say don't ever do it. But for me, I feel like A, it took a long time and B, they just didn't digest well for me. And they just definitely tasted very raw but not in the good way just uncooked and too starchy for sure kind of like one of the reasons why we don't eat raw potato as raw vegans is there's way too much starch there but a nice compromise is i do like spreaded lentils and again you would just put them in a jar fill it with water for eight hours drain off etc So lentils are kind of a nice substitute. They don't take as long. They're kind of a middle ground between seeds and beans. So of course the lentils, they are legume, but that can be a nice option. So I would say if you're, if you're craving some sprouted beans, not really a big fan of sprouted beans. And like I said, many are actually toxic for you, but sprouted lentils might be a nice thing for you to try for yourself. And then also we have a third kind of type of sprouting which is spreading grains. And again, I know you people kind of talk about sprouting rice, wheat, corn, oats, barley, and that kind of thing. But for me, um, not a big fan. And I know a lot of us are trying to move away from greens. I mean, don't move away from greens, move away from grains. So I haven't had a lot of experience, I will admit that, with spreading grains. Um, barley might be a nice one to try to sprout. I don't know that they're actually going to grow, but they're probably going to like really, um, soak up a lot of water, get larger, maybe split and that, that kind of thing. So barley might be a nice one to try. Um, rice is not going to sprout, I don't think, but I must admit that I don't know a lot about sprouting grains and I haven't done it. I think maybe if you were going to cook your rice, it's probably a great idea to sprout it first, but if you're just going to 
take some dry rice and like soak it in some water and then eat it I don't know that it should be eaten raw that way and I don't know that for sure so I think further research is required on spreading grains but taking a big picture step back here about sprouting in general especially if you think you might be the type that might like to garden someday sprouting is one of the easiest things to do you don't have to go outside you it is basically gardening and the sprouts just don't need earth so it's a great thing to start with i always suggest actually probably in terms of gardening what i would suggest is always one to just get a nice herb and put it inside your house like if you have a kitchen windowsill that gets light just put a nice little basil or rosemary or whatever herb you like and just try to keep that in a little pot as sort of step one towards gardening if you can handle that step two might be to start sprouting in your kitchen and then if you do ever want to get into gardening I think those are two good sort of like quick wins you can do and then you could start with a tiny you know raised bed or something in your garden I love how I talk as though I'm like a professional gardener and I'm really not but I do think that sprouting is a great way to grow your own and you know you know how fresh they are and all that kind of stuff so I think sprouting is a great thing to get into and like I said it's very inexpensive and once you get the hang of it it's really easy the first day you're gonna think oh my gosh I have to you know soak it and then I have to drain it and I have to keep it hydrated oh my god this is so complicated but once you do it a few times it just becomes really easy but you just have to get over that hurdle of the first probably three or four times until you get the hang of it and one thing I didn't mention as well what I do I'll keep say the alfalfa sprouts I've sprouted them for about a day in in water then I've drained them for another day kept them drained for probably two or three days and they'll grow then probably at about the end of day three they're ready to eat and I like to keep them growing for another day but there's they do have a bit of a shelf life you can't keep them growing in your kitchen for two weeks so probably you know at the end of like five days if you haven't eaten them all I would just throw that mason jar in the fridge if you haven't eaten them then and then yet and then you can just eat them out of the fridge when you want but putting them in the fridge is just going to stop them from growing because it's cold number one and number two it's just going to keep them fresh so that is a little bit about sprouting tony i hope that was somewhat helpful but i definitely encourage you to make alfalfa sprouts and if you want something heartier Sprouted quinoa is not bad as well for a nice hearty um, topper for a salad, but lentils are probably the best. And you could try the chickpeas, and if you do, you might like them, and you could let me know what you think, but I'm not a big fan. So thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Raw Food Podcast. If you have a suggestion for another episode topic in the future, I would love to hear from you. Thank you again, Tony, for your suggestion. I really appreciate it. And... Thank you so much for joining me and I hope to hear from you soon. You have been listening to the Raw Food Podcast with your host, The Raw Be sure to visit me at 
therawtarian.com where you can browse over 100 of my absolute favorite simple, satisfying, raw vegan recipes that you'll find pretty quick to make and with just a few ingredients and that taste amazing. While you're there, be sure to sign up for my newsletter and once you've signed up for that, you'll automatically get a PDF copy of 11 of my most favorite, most satisfying, most delicious recipes, including raw vegan alfredo sauce, raw brownies, and a whole host of other delicious recipes that you can make at home that are raw and taste amazing. Thank you so much for joining me and I hope to hear from you very soon. And until next time, enjoy your raw adventure.